Welcome Blizzard gamers and everyone joining us around the Blizzard universe. My name is Roper and I'm known as Zalandor around the Blizzard worlds. Welcome to Blizz Chat, your source for all things Blizzard news. Uh, first thing I want to do is introduce my co-host, it's Jake. What's up, man? What's up? We got a new name, but we'll get to that we in a minute. We have a new name. We do. Yeah, man. So, um, A lot of stuff has happened since our last show. We had to skip a week for reasons, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But, I mean... Lots of stuff has happened. Multiple different games. We had a lot of different news. So we got a bunch of different things to be looking at. Um, as we'll get into it, we do have a new name. Uh, it was brought to my attention as I was trying to spam and promote our podcast that Blizzard actually had a podcast named Blizzcast about maybe six or seven years ago now. It has been dead since. It's not on iTunes. You can't find it anywhere. But it was findable. So to I did email them to see if we could keep the name and never heard a reply. So instead of having to worry about that, uh, we just changed the name. So we're going to be Blizz Chat. And I did search this one up and down, left and right. So <laughs> this one is our name. We didn't have to change much. Um, change but we logo. did change our Twitter. We didn't have to change the logo. We did change our Twitter. We did change our email. So we'll get on with that at the end of the show. Our feeds, if you listen to us, has already been updated. So you don't even have to worry about going and searching and resubscribing. For those who are already subscribing, it has already been changed, both in Stitcher and iTunes, as well as on SoundCloud. So it's everywhere now. So with that being said, let's get into the stuff that's happened since our last show. So we talked very briefly last show about the MLG buyout and how it was tentative. It was actually a thing. Um, I have a link in our show notes that we will link. Our up, our website is the only thing that's not updated yet, guys. But as far as show notes, I'll stick them on Twitter if y'all want to see them. But we have a link in our show notes that talks about it. The MLG buyout was official. It was for $46 million. So... A little cheap, in my opinion, but, I mean, it was still there, and that spells a lot of good news for Blizzard. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about it last show, right, Jake? Yeah, it's just, it's a good platform. You know, MLG has not done quite as well uh, in recent years as they used to, but, I mean, MLG, with this, you know, Overwatch is coming out in the spring, you know, Heroes, it's a great platform to get all of the Blizzard gaming stuff going again, Um so I think I, I foresee a lot of things coming to it um, and making MLG really big. They have a stadium they're building that basically Blizzard's going to be acquiring. It holds like 15,000 people. It's a lot. Yep. So, I mean, they got a lot of stuff going on. They'll have that venue other than just BlizzCon and the convention center and things like that. They'll actually have a good venue that they can do different things. So... Another big thing that happened that kind of goes hand in hand with that is ESPN now has an esports division. So go follow them on Twitter. It's ESPN Esports. Uh, I was looking up a couple things. I have a link, couple links in the show notes. One of the links to their just website. Currently on their website, they only have League of Legends, Dota, and Hearthstone. But since they already have those three, one of them being a Blizzard game, I guarantee you that they're going to have the others before long. So, I mean, the score esports is something that has pretty much everything as of right now. Just give it time; it'll have everything. Yeah, it's it's really cool because, like, what was it a a year or so ago? They had Heroes of the Storm on there. Well, Heroes of the Storm, but Heroes of the Storm, and they're doing it again this year. Yes, I mean that that was really cool. I know they did like League on ESPN, but that's just really cool because um, we were talking about it. uh, I guess. 
half hour, 45 minutes ago before we recorded the show that, um, like the Masters, people watch more esports than they do like professional, like sports, the Masters, sports, and you the know, NBA finals, maybe not like the... football or anything like that, but like some of these other sports they show on ESPN and stuff. That's this is actually a thing that's actually bigger than those, so it's actually really cool. I have it right here. As far as the Super Bowl, this was an article published last year before esports launched their division. Um, as a uh, as of last year, this was in July that it was published. Uh, 112.2 million people tune in the Super Bowl. 27 million tune in the League of Legends at number two. Number three was Masters with 25 million. Number four was Dota 2 with 20 million. So that's over the NBA Finals. That's over the World Series. That's over Stanley Cup. That's over everything other than the Super Bowl. That is, they are more watched around the world. Now, it doesn't have World Cup in here. I'd like to see where that stands. But, that would be I mean, hard to regardless. Be. Right. Yeah, regardless of that, it's still awesome. And it even this article that I have, guys, it even lists like the different demographics of esports fans. The majorities are the majority of it's in ages twenty one through thirty five, of course. And forty four percent of those, like the vast majority of them, are parents. So I mean, it's got it's got to watch. People aren't just the old young single male living in a basement is not the stereotype anymore. No, it's not. Even so, though. That's what they all still think it's going to be. So, I mean, this is going to be big this year. It's big. You keep an eye on it. It's going to be big for Blizzard. It doesn't matter whether it's – I mean, it doesn't matter if it's just in the MLG buyout, but just this esports coverage from ESPN. I mean, yeah. Blizzard's been kind of pioneering esports with StarCraft for the longest time, and now we got so many different things I mean, you can guarantee... I mean, they already have League and Dota. You guarantee they'll have Heroes, especially since they had Heroes of the Dorm. Just give it time. Uh, you'll have Smite. You'll have uh, Overwatch when it launches. Call of Duty, definitely. I mean, it's going to be there, along I with mean, CSGO. And yeah, like right now, I mean, like I'm on, the, I'm on the website right now just going through it. I know LCS started this past week. It's already got LCS Day 1 recaps of the NALCS stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's happening. There's going to be lots of stuff on there. So, if you need... Esports news, definitely check that place out. 2016 is going to be the year of the esports. Yes, 100%. Well, without further ado, that's enough on that. Because, I mean, as as this develops, we'll be talking about more. I know there's a lot of different details we can go into, but we do have a packed show because a lot's happened on all the video games. So, without further ado, we're just going to jump into Who Pulled. Who Pulled is where we talk about anything World of Warcraft and WoW-related news. Um, Jake, the alpha's back. And I don't have it. Neither do I. So I'm just going <laughs> to go cry in the corner because you had to bring it up. Um, there's It's a lot of new stuff on there. Um, like, uh, we got on here, they got the, the new dungeon, Dark Thicket Hole, or Dark Heart Thicket, excuse me. Um, I'm not going to ruin Words. any spoilers for it, but it's got some bosses in there. They've already done the first raid test so far. They I want to talk about that in a second. Let's get back yeah. to that. Um, because that who got access to this? From what I read, it was just people who had killed thirteen or thirteen mythic that didn't already already have it. So, like, okay, like the so, guys who like the big streamers like Slude or Ferdy and oh god, like you know the guys in Method like Trekkies go and all that, all all those big guys like um what's the other Tally? All these guys they already had it, but like the other guys. Guilds, because they're going to start raid testing. So the 13 and 13 Mythic boss 
or killed guilds, all of their players got it, so they go ahead and start the raid testing, which is really interesting. Now, the reason I wanted to bring that up, since I got the raid people in there, tell, correct me if I'm wrong, normally, when we're getting a new raid, regardless of whether it's a new expansion on a raid, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, we normally get that, that's like the last build before yeah. launch, correct? It's so usually towards the end. New. Um, they usually have all the leveling zones out, and, and especially all the classes are available, <laughs> which is... But, I mean, as I'm looking at it, I guess they're just looking to do... Like I said, I think it's still coming in June, coming when the movie comes. Um, but if they're I mean, going to try to push it out fast like this, I mean, obviously balancing the issues are not correct, and there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. But starting on boss testing now, it's That's crazy to me. It really is. It's really early. Usually that happens in the last two, maybe two and a half, three months. So. Well, I mean, I've said it once, I'll say it again. The two things they got right this entire expansion, the one we're currently in, is rating and questing. So, I mean, if they are go ahead and get the rating tested on the alpha servers, that's just better in my mind for rating, regardless of whether it means a sooner launch or not. That's right. definitely something we have to look forward to because they're trying to put everything they can into making it better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they did add some new builds up there. So we're going to kind of go over what the current builds are on Alpha. We're going to kind of stay spoilery away. From, uh, not, we're not going to be spoilery. That's what I'm trying to say. We're going to talk a little bit about the classes, but we're not going to talk about anything story-related. So... If you are living under a rock, you probably already haven't heard any of this. But if you're not, you've heard about the different builds and stuff we'll talk about. Um, currently up on Alpha are Enhanced and Ellie Shaman, Havoc and Vengeance De uh, Demon Hunters, uh, everything but Kitty Druids, all of the DK, uh, Marks and Survival Hunter, only the Fire Mage. Now that's something weird to me. Uh, Windwalker, Mistweaver, Monks, and a Brewmaster. Uh, only Rep Pallies. Disc and Shadow Priests. Outlaw Rogues, Affliction Locks, and Prot and Fury Warriors. So, which ones were added this go around that weren't on the original uh, alpha? The new ones that came in on this build are the Vengeance Demon Hunter, which it's nowhere near done. Um, the Guardian Rustler Druid. The Marks okay. Hunter, the Disc Priest, and then the Enhanced Alley. So, this is this first time we've gotten to see any Shaman stuff. Let's class order hall and stuff. It's really cool. So, well, even though this is new to our show, as far as us talking about what's on the builds, we're just going to talk about the new ones this week. Um, Vengeance Demon Hunters. I watched Sloot play this, not spoiling any storylines again, but he said that it plays very similar to a warrior, which excites me. Yeah, it's um, from one that look. I watched him and Tally played it, and I watched Preach play it, and some other guys. Watched Tricky play it too. They they all said it sounded it was it felt like a warrior from back in Kata. It's what they it's what the general consensus was. With a lot more mobility, yeah. you don't get the dash, but you have a lot more get around stuff. Right, absolutely. You get like two heroic leaps and things like that. So it's very interesting to what it's capable of. It's got the. It's got a Gorfiends built into it, um, which was interesting. It's a delayed Gorfiends, but it's still a Gorfiends nonetheless. But That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, Guardian and Resto. Did you even want... I, I'm not even going to lie. I haven't, I haven't seen either one of these. I haven't seen any Guardian play yet. I've seen some Resto play. It 
doesn't look too awful different. Um, Life Bloom's like a permanent buff on someone now. That's new. Okay. Um, they got Thorns back. I'm not sure about Guardian yet. I haven't looked at it yet. Um, but Resto can put Thorns on the tank, so there you go. More threat. What about Marksman Hunters? I have not seen anybody play Marks Hunter or Disc Priest at the moment. I have not seen anything on either of them. Um, I hopped in one thing with somebody on a Disc Priest, and... All I could, I mean, I couldn't tell really what they were doing. They weren't go. I just randomly found the string. It really wasn't talking much about what they were doing, but it looked fun. And I mean, I made disc at the beginning of this expansion. It, it got boring after a while. So this looks like it might be interesting because it might have some more viability to the rotation right. instead of just bubble everything. Yeah. Uh, and then we have and. Did you watch? Uh, you're more of an elemental shaman. Did you watch elemental? I did watch elemental. Um, How's it? Lava surge procs for days. They have flame shock now too, don't they? They took that away from enhance. They took it from enhance. They left it on elemental. Um, but it's different now because if if you don't know, shaman all based off maelstrom. Um, both DPS. Spells. Oh, Ellie's. Yeah, based Ellie's. off maelstrom too. Yes, and Flame Shock, depending on how much Maelstrom you use on your Flame Shock, depends on the length of it. Okay. Um, it's still basically so, got the full nation in there, because you know, like, you could charge up and you with your Lightning Shield, and you eventually do a big Earth Shock with 20 stacks of it or whatever. Basically the same process when you get to full full nation, or full, um... I just said it a second ago, and I forgot what the Dirt yeah. Power was. Maelstrom? Yeah, when you get full Maelstrom, you hit Earthshock, it does a lot more damage. Basically the same concept. It really plays very similar to what it did on, what it does on live, except from what I could tell, you get a ton, a ton more Lava Surge procs, which is really nice. I will, I, by the way, guys, for those who don't know, so they did away with mana for Enhancement and Elemental Shamans. So I didn't know they did it for Elemental. But now it's replaced with a resource called Maelstrom. So you have basically the both... the the way they both play, the way Jake just kind of explained Elemental to me was, you have uh, Maelstrom spenders and generators. Mm-hmm. Is that the idea? So I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind the of same thing as the enhance. Um, the the only thing about the the generator, the spenders on Ellie is your only spenders are from the what I could tell were your shocks. So, mm. whereas with enhance, it looked like you had a lot more spenders. You do, and you have... Two shocks. The thing with Enhance, though... So, Enhance plays... You spam a lot of buttons. Because at face value, whenever you're reading everything, you think you're going to have downtime. And you think you're just going to be sitting there auto-attacking for a couple seconds, waiting for things to proc. That is definitely not what it looks like and what it plays like, according to people that have played it. You are constantly spamming things. You have a Maelstrom generator that you can just constantly spam, but you don't even have to do that. You have certain abilities and traits and things like that that will boost it up at the same time. Um, Enhancement's getting basically like a Starfall. They're also getting like a Heroic Leap as well as a, what is it, a Roar? Yep, are you kidding? <laughs> They're getting so much utility. <laughs> the the only thing that I hear a lot of complaints from, and I know we're talking a lot about shamans, and that's because Roper's really looking at playing enhancement. And I've been a shaman for ten years; that's no longer going to be playing shaman. Period. Um, a lot of people are pissed off that the fact that we're not going to have totems outside of the ones you have to spec for. I bet you anything. Resto will have the totems. 
It might. I, we haven't seen anything on Resto yet. It might just have, like, because, you know, they're going to have, like, Healing Stream Totem. You have that all the time. but All the water totems. But as far as, you know, you get your, your elemental totems, but that's not really, like, you know, they had to make the glyph to where you had the total encirclement again, because that's, mm-hmm. like, how old school. But that's I will tell you, another anymore. thing they're doing with it, and they've done this not only for uh, Enhanced Traumas, but they did this for... Unholy DKs as well. They're starting to kind of bring aspects from their other video games over to WoW. One of the things you can talent in for Enhanced Shamans is Sundering, is what it's called. And for those who play Heroes, that is Thrall's ultimate ability that you always pick because the other one's bad. Uh, (laughs) Then you have, in Unholy DK talent tree, you have Sludge Belcher, which, that's not really from another game. It's technically from Naxxramas. But it is also a card you receive in Hearthstone, and it's one of the most commonly played cards, because it's just awesome in that game. So, I mean, you have little tie-ins from the other games. I mean, heck, even Murky's going to be... And that's kind of spoilery, but even Murky, Murky's going to be in uh, World of Warcraft in the next expansion. You actually get to yeah. play as Murky as if he was in Heroes, but playing as him in, in WoW. So... Fun little stuff they're doing. I like what they're doing with that. Um, now, to touch on the Dark Heart Thicket, that's a dungeon. And then Valshara is a zone? Question mark? Valshara is the new questing zone. Um, so there's, if I remember correctly, there's five new questing zones. Um, one's going to be like your max level zone. And there's going to be four more that you go to at random at any order. So they got all. they got four of the five released at this point. Or three okay, of the five, so. excuse me. That's good progress. I mean, I'm excited on that. And the max level you can get to before you get scaled up into, like, dungeons or raids is uh, 106. Okay, so they increased it from, what was it, 103 prior? Uh, 104 to 106 now. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot more news, guys. We're going to watch a lot more on the other ones that we didn't go over today. I know we didn't really go over Garden and Resto, even though they're new. And Marks will try to find some people streaming, playing it, other than what's on just MMO Champion or uh, Blizzard Watch or anything like that. So we'll take a peek at everything on that. But let's jump into the other game that had a lot of news and get into GG Uninstall. GG Uninstall is where we talk about everything Heroes of the Storm related and jumping into that Nexus. Um, This week and the prior week to that, there's been a lot of... I, I said it in the show notes as the stun meta carfuffle. I mean, that's really the best way to describe it. There's a lot of people that are upset, and uh, Reddit is what, of course, they always get out their pitchforks, but about how <laughs> literally it's just like a stun lock meta. And basically you run in, you get stunned, you die, because everybody jumps on you. You can't do anything because you can't control your character. Right. So a lot of people are calling for nerfs, a lot of people are calling for changes, a lot of people are calling for diminishing returns on stuns. I think that's stupid. Um, before I get into my opinion, because I'm very upset about it, what do you think? I mean, it's the same thing in any MOBA. Stuns are there. When stuns happen, you kill the person that's stunned, or you kill the other people that they can't protect anymore. It's just how the game works. It's how MOBAs work. I'm not worried about it. Um, I don't know why Reddit's in an uproar for it. I mean, you get two bans. You can ban away champions. Exactly. And, I mean, it's 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 really not that big of a deal in my mind. At the Here's same time, 
I can see where people are coming from, though, right? You know, it's like, because if you get, if you play people, like, say, if we were to play a fives group with some of our friends, Ripper, and we go into it, and we end up playing a group that's like, I'm just going to use this, Cloud9, we end up playing Cloud9, right? In a 5v5, which is probably not going to happen, but it technically could, I guess. They're going to know how to chain their stuns up perfectly where we're just going to get face-melted, and there's nothing we can do. Agreed. And I agree that it can cause boring gameplay from time to time. But my opinion is just to deal with it. Because, I mean, if you let's say people are saying add a DR. Dustin Browder even replied on Twitter about maybe that's a possibility that they can look into. I think that's dumb. Because then you got to sit there and wonder, is part of your rotation actually going to be viable? Should I cast that stun if I'm on Murden? Is it worth it? Or should I just save it? Because that's not that's another thing that you're going to have to micromanage, which in a gaming environment like that where you're not on comms with everybody, you may not necessarily be able to know what their DR is if they've been stunned three times. You may just be running up to a fight, dwarf toss in, hit them, and they only stun for an eighth of a second because they've been stunned like crazy beforehand. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. I think DR is just silly. I think it should just go in there, leave it like it is. Maybe you reduce the cool like the, the duration of some of the stuns at best if you're gonna nerf anything, but at but don't don't get rid of them entirely. They're DR and that's just silly. To touch on the you said bands, it isn't even bands. People need to pick more unstoppable heroes. I mean Get the get Johanna. Get those people that are going to be jumping in the middle of the fight that they can pop an immunity, and it doesn't matter if they get hit with a stun; it's not going to hurt them. Right. That's that is the player's fault for not being in the stun meta. Now, if you are quick matching as a group of five into another group of five that's got murder and etc. Taranda, everybody that stuns like crazy, and then you get face melted. Okay, you just got a bad match. That's it's quick match. Other than that, just normal every day. People are going to have stuns on each side. It doesn't matter. You can't fight that. No, I mean, it's that's a big part, and that's what makes certain champions better than other champions in pro play, rank play, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a meta that you have to play around. And right now, the one, the big one is the stun meta, so there's no point. Yeah. In just, just learn to play around the patch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no other MOBA has a diminishing return on stuns. It's their response is, oh, you should have picked heroes that were immune to it. I mean, yeah. League, if somebody picks three stuns in a row, you need to pick three immunities. That's just the way you play it. That's their counters. That's point, part of a MOBA. Mm-hmm. So, But let's get into a little bit more of an upbeat thing that was Jake was happy about. There was a Heroes Rising tournament. It was last week when we were supposed to do our show, which is part of the reason we also moved it, so we could actually talk about it all this week. Um... Bob Ross beat Cloud9. Bob Ross, Bob Ross, Bob Ross. I was cheering the they entire said, time. My favorite thing was when they said Bob Ross on boss. Right? right. <laughs> Bob Ross on boss. Bob Ross on boss. Bob it, Ross fan club. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't seen anything. I don't think they've been picked up yet, but they got to get picked they up. Had, I saw an interview with, I can't remember the girl's name that casted it, and another girl named De Februar. They were interviewing the team lead, Zuna's brother. What's his name? What's his um, gamer name? God. That, the, I just stopped you. By the um, way, on, on a side note, we, me and Roper were talking about this, guys, but it, comments, stuff, have you guys ever seen a pro player put the headset under their shirt other than Zuna and his brother on Bob Ross? Yeah, right? So we Right. <laughs> hey. hey Whatever they won, game, so it doesn't matter. Three game rituals, yeah. Um... 
and not and it was a it was a two they were down o two and came back and won three matches in a row to sweep. Correct. They were really it's down. Like reverse sweep was great. Just Cloud Nine was in the winners bracket, yeah. so they got an additional. Game. It was a weighted. So technically, they Cloud Nine only took one game off of them. Mm-hmm. So, but to get back onto it, I mean Bob Ross hasn't been picked up yet. To my knowledge, um, but I did watch that interview with their captain, Zuna's brother, and he was talking about how he's gonna make they're gonna make the community happy that people have reached out to him and he wished he could say more, but he said this not they're not gonna disappoint. They just got a lot of logistics to go through to make sure everything's right. So That's good. they're gonna get a sponsor. By the way, they weren't sponsored going into this. So and they still beat Cloud Nine. They still beat Cloud Nine now. I said this. I'm a Cloud9 fanboy. I am in pretty much every eSport. It doesn't really matter which eSport they're playing in. I'll pull for them. Cloud9 has a full year to say they're the best in the world. And they have a full year of them being the bar. So the fact that Bob Ross jumped over the bar is awesome. And I have in my notes how is it for the health of the game. It's amazing for the health of the game. This is getting people coming in there to look and say, okay, well, these guys come in. They were really, they were established, but they weren't sponsored. They weren't anything like that. They just showed up and did the tournament. It was an invite-only tournament, and then they beat the world champs. So why don't we sponsor a team? Because that might can happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were pulling for them like crazy because you like underdogs. It wasn't I love the underdogs, and, and now I'm like a Bob Ross fanboy. Don't worry about it. So, I still, now, I don't care much for Zuna. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of the whole Team Liquid and if that was actually his fault or not. I have no idea. But um, regardless of that, he played amazing. It was awesome watching him, especially in the Team Liquid matches. Yeah, it was really good. And, you know, that, that whole team, it was just, they get down and they get down and then it just makes, they would make some miraculous play and come back and get in the game and win the game. And it was just like... And, and the big thing that I noticed about the entire, every match they play, they played to their winning objective. Um, I think we were talking about it in the third game that they played against C9, that <laughs> they had the late game team and Cloud9 was stomping them early. And I was like, they're just waiting and they're waiting. And then eventually, you know, they hit the, the level 16 and point where they just tilted the table and they knew it. And then they, yep. there's their game winning moment, you know. It's the and, same kind of thing in every MOBA, but they did it so perfectly throughout the entire tournament. And don't get me wrong, Cloud9 was tired. They came from a tournament where they were at four weeks prior. They were busy. They only come in third in, and they were tired, but they weren't... I'm not making excuses. I'll get to the <laughs> next point. They were not playing bad because of this. Cloud9 were playing like champions. Bob yeah. Ross played very well. They had to overcome Cloud9. It wasn't Cloud9 just laying down the sheath and going... They were having to make sure... They were playing well. They were doing their combos. They were doing everything. It was blowing my mind watching them. Right. So, I did. we did get to see Cloud9 get taken advantage of by the Lost Vikings, though. I did kind of su- was was sad at that. Um, it was a great tournament, though. I mean, it needed two sets of casters. Their two casters did an amazing job. And the fact that they were able to go 12 hours, two days in a row, and not get horse or need water or anything like that. They were, you could tell they were tired, but I mean they did an amazing job doing yeah. everything. Uh I did want to kind of talk on 
I am kind of disappointed in the lack of diversity around the hero choices. I don't know if it's because we have so few heroes compared to other games. But, I mean, it was Taronda Band, Jaina Band, or KT Band, or Jaina was picked, Taronda was picked, or... Uh, I th- I think to counter that, it's it's the, the whole thing about the meta, right? Like we were talking about just a minute ago. It's the meta. Murden's like an auto-pick. Murden's an auto-pick, Taronda... She's gonna and Jaina, they're they're very very strong in the current meta, and if you get those champions, you can do a lot of crazy things with them. They're always gonna be picked or banned, and that's just how it is with mobas. Like you go through different patches, and like, well, this is gonna be a pick or ban because it's OP. You know, mm-hmm. you can't always get the balancing one hundred percent correctly because these guys are looking to find the crazy little things in the game that can tilt the balance of everything. So, yeah, I, I think. Um, that's why you're going to see that, and you know certain champions. I would like them to make certain some of the other champions, though heroes in particular, good again. If you know what you know what I mean, like agreed. But um, I will say the games where they were playing Towers of Doom, it was kind of stale. They had a couple of exciting games. So when I say a couple, I mean like maybe one and half of another game, but. Going back to what I was talking about a couple weeks ago, I don't think it's that good of a game for or that good of a map for esports. They tried. I mean, they were hiding the health of the cores from even the casters, so the casters couldn't tell if it was GG or not. Yeah. But it there was. I mean, even at the end of whenever Cloud Nine lost their first game to it, uh, I can't remember who they were playing. I think it was Team Liquid. No, but um, Tempo Storm. But whenever they, yes, yeah, sorry, I keep think getting them and Team Liquid mixed yeah, up. Sorry. But whenever they were playing Tempo Storm and they lost their game on Towers of Doom, even when I mean we knew Tempo Storm was winning, like we knew it was just sitting there waiting for the game to be over so we could get on to the next game and watch Cloud Nine roll them over. I mean, it was. I mean, they did. You can't deny that. <laughs> they, were worked, and, guys. they were dancing. They were They were dancing. Work. They were dancing with the dragon t- in the middle of Dragonshire after they <laughs> caught the dragon one time. They just slash danced. Doesn't matter. They were rolling them over. But that first game... Haunting. Yes. That first game, we were... <laughs> it was just sitting there watching the screen, waiting for the little missiles to shoot. So, I don't know how much more you can make that game, that map exciting. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about different things with the different maps. I think it just needs... If you're going to develop a map, I think it was a good idea. I think it was awesome. I love the map as a whole. But as far as, like, from an esports standpoint, you need to have a core where you can go attack. You can have you need to have it where you can get that team wipe, and after you're three or four levels down, get a team wipe out of nowhere and go win. You yeah. can't have that Towers of Doom. So. Um, but in other news, Greymane's here, Drake. Yes, he is. He is a ranged melee assassin... Uh, we both enjoy him. I'm, I enjoy playing him. I'm all about uh, being on the melee, jumping in people's faces anyway. So the fact that you can kind of do both with him kind of like made me want to be interested in him. Um, we're not going to go too much over him. We're going to give him a week, a uh, full week, and before we start actually giving him some thought and TLC and talking about how good he is. But I, we would do want to talk about do we think he's viable or not for Hero League or Pro play right now. I, um, I, I did you put that in here just to disagree with me? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, 
So just so you know, um, by saying that I say yes, Ripper's obviously saying no because he disagrees with me. I think he is. You know, it's I played him. I played him three times. I think I played him. I played him twice yesterday and once with you on Tuesday when he came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, Greymain. Like the thing about Greymain, I played him a certain way. Like I, I looked at the champion stuff and I was like, you know, I see this other guy. I'm playing against Greymain because like this whole week, all you do is play against Greymains every single game. It's just how it works. Um, you got a couple guys that are jumping in there. They're doing a lot of damage. If they have like a healer on them and possibly like a, you know, Squishmitten, which is the little bug guy. I can't think of his uh, name. Abathur. Abathur on him. You know, he's he he's okay. I personally think the way that he's going to be playing a pro scene is going with his ranged play, making his cast do more damage. And then you go wolf form to jump in and snipe the kill and then back out. That's how I think it's going to get played. I don't really think yeah. you can play him as the... Because we both were talking about it. He is a always visible jump in there, Zeratul slash Nova. Nova. You die. Definitely. You will die if they jump on you. So he has to be back. He's got to be played from ranged. And he has to have a comp around him. Right. But like I think he can be used in Pro Hero League. It's just it's going to have to be the ranged build where you only go into wolf form for the snipe. Agree. Um, the reason I think no, I'm I'm kind of weird right now. Like I'm kind of, I love the game. Don't get me wrong. I am not salty in the slightest. But the last four heroes, Greyman included, that Blizzard has launched are not viable for pro gaming right now. Lunara is not. Greyman is not. Chogala is not. Even Artanis. I love Artanis. If you ever watch me, he's one of my highest leveled heroes. Love Artanis. I play him like crazy. Whenever it's a pro game, they're not picking Artanis. They're going to pick Sonya. They're not even going to pick Sonya. They're not even going to pick Artanis if Sonya's banned. So, I mean, while they are viable, viable is the wrong word. Are they going to be played? That's the better question. I um, don't think Grayman's going to be touched because he is made of wet toilet paper. Right now, the, if especially right now with the meta being so stun heavy, even with the pros. He gets stunned. Their pros are going to take advantage of that. They're going to be like, "Ooh, Greymane, jump on him." They're going to even say, "Screw the healer," because it doesn't matter how good the healer is. I had a Morales on me that was amazing. When the whole team decided to jump on me, Morales couldn't keep me alive. Like she could keep the tank alive or somebody like that. It wet toilet paper is what he's made out of. He's worse than Lunar and dying, in my opinion. Hmm. But That's pretty bad. Doesn't mean I don't like him. Does not because you, you know I play Lunar like crazy. It does not mean that I don't like them. Yeah. But, being able to be played in a pro environment, and we'll see. Um, there were some new matchmaking changes. I put a link in the show notes. Uh, basically, they changed it around for it was only for quick match. It wasn't anything for Hero League or anything like that. Basically, solo players they will not be able to be matched against four or five player parties. Uh, teams of two, so like when Jake and I are playing, if we don't have anybody on with us, cannot be matched against five player parties. So you can still be matched against the four. Three-player parties can match against any party size. So you can go up against a five-stack, a three-stack, a two-stack. It doesn't matter. So just so you know, whenever you're queuing up, if you're queuing by yourself, you don't have to worry about that whole argument that Dustin Browder was making where it takes everybody's MMRs into account and you get stuck against a five-team on comms and everything like that. So they're making it better. It's still a work in progress, as we can tell. Um, I also want to start talking a little bit about Dustin Browder's tweets in the show because that's something that really needs to be talked about because he's been on Twitter like crazy. 
Um, what did he say this week, Jake? He said a couple things. Um, he agrees with us that Taronda is OP. 100%. Um, okay, so to elaborate on that before we go <laughs> into more. He, at high levels of play, she is OP. She has like a 65% win rate, which is crazy. At medium to lower levels, she is very balanced. Yeah. So what he's saying by that is good skill, high skill cap. In the right hands, she's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so, you, you look at her, she can do a ton of damage. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's got this vulnerability, right? And then if you know how to land the stun, you can not just stun one person with it. You can stun multiple people, and it's just you can start face rolling some people that don't know what they're doing. I don't want to see it too bad of a nerf, though. I think the only nerf that she truly needs, and this is my opinion on it, but is her stun needs to have a longer cooldown. Like, it needs to be longer before you can shoot out your next stun, if anything. Outside of that, I think she's in a good place, because it was only three or four months ago that the community was crazy because she wasn't seeing play at all because she couldn't solo heal. Yeah. They fixed that, and then now everybody wants to raise the pitchforks because she's too strong. It's good. That's how it's going to happen every time, though. Um, He also understands admits being late for season one. um, For those that understand, people coming in late, you know, that haven't played. We're still in preseason. Yeah. It's okay. We're in preseason for. Is this considered season two now? No, it's still preseason. Period. Like, there has not been a season one. Oh, yeah, that's. So, the ranking system. Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking. Preseason, yeah. We're in preseason now. Seasons haven't started because the game didn't really officially launch until what, October? No, June? June? Question mark? It was mid middle of the year last year. Uh, October. We're going to say October. Whether it's right it was or wrong. definitely not October. I'm going to say October either way. But we it is. find out. <laughs> you know, it's, it is what it is, guys. Like, the game was just an alpha beta last year, and now seasons haven't started yet. It's not the end of the world. Don't worry about it. And the last one he really said, guys, is the mines aren't going to come back anytime soon. Thank God. And now me and Rupert are only wanting to know when the hell is Garden Terror going away. Please. <laughs> Please get rid of that junk. Uh, so terrible. Yeah, so crazy. It's absolutely but, um, I also did say that I was going to start a Smurf account. I will go a little bit over that next week, guys. The Smurf account, in my opinion, is not going that well. I don't enjoy it. I'm not having fun. So the people that did it and was doing a lot of stuff on it to make sure they get them out, I envy you because it's not fun. Um, But we'll kind of skip over a little bit more. We're going to get into Beta Rage real quick. Beta Rage is where we talk about anything and all things Overwatch, and really there is zero news on Overwatch. The beta's not back, it's just been dead on the Twitter, it's been dead on a lot of things, so... But Jinx got the license to sell Overwatch gear now, so we did that. You can go buy t-shirts, you can go buy <laughs> sweatshirts, whatever they have. I haven't even looked yet, I just know go they buy have a the license. Um, go sport and show your overwatchness um let's skip on over into rng stone and rng stones where we talk about hearthstone news uh more reddit kerfuffles reddit drama has been going like crazy on the hearthstone reddit um if you ever go hop on over there you can see rayna talk about it who's on tempo storm you can 
see a handful of pro players talking about it. Um, what they're calling out on the Twitter is oh no, on the Twitter on the Reddit is kind of annoying me because they're talking about a streamer, and this streamer happens to be a Hearthstone streamer. It doesn't matter that. He wasn't doing anything Hearthstone related with this. He was botting his viewers. So basically saying that he's got – he's running a program that – and this isn't proved or not. was running a program to make it where he had like 200 viewers in his chat room. So it was spin them up on the top of the screen whenever you click on the Hearthstone. Um, regardless of whether he was doing that or not, the Hearthstone Reddit really isn't the place to be talking about all that drama. In my opinion, if it's something related to the game, like if there's a drama related to a tournament or something like that, by all means, talk about the drama. If it's something to that nature, leave it to Hearthstone, please, guys. It's it's dumb, in my opinion. Why would you go on that forum to talk where people are going to be new wanting to go look at Hearthstone and they're going to be seeing all this bullcrap and talking about how bad this streamer is and things like that? That's just giving them a negative view of, and I'm kind of like piggybacking off of Rainhead's video. If you, I mean, if you ever watch Rainhead's video, he says pretty much everything the same thing I just said, in a lot more colorful language. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. he talks about all that different stuff. I mean, it like I said, it just happened to be a Hearthstone streamer that all this crap was going on. But I want I want to be able to go to the Hearthstone subreddit. I want to be able to go to the hero like I go to the hero subreddit. The hero subreddit is completely untainted right now. There's not much going on. Whenever that whole crap was going on with uh, Team Liquid last year, whenever they were talking about trying to split up before BlizzCon and crap like that, yeah, that was on there. But that's related to the game because that's related to what's going on at BlizzCon. Uh, Hearthstone, no, it doesn't matter. Somebody could be doing something completely unrelated to the game. But if they have any kind of relationship to Hearthstone, it's all over that site. Go to the Twitch site and do that. <laughs> the Twitch subreddit. Mm -hmm. um, but there also was a Developer Insights video with Ben Brode again. Uh, he did discuss the relationship between the community and developers. So he was kind of talking about how, particularly in this last year, not only in Hearthstone, but like in every game, the developers have become more open in talking with the community and finding out what the community wants as a, in a constructive way, not in a screw you blizz way, but like actually kind of getting feedback on what people want and what they're passionate about. Um, did you watch this video yet, Jake? I have not. Um, but I mean, the thing about like the, on his topic, the community, like being connected with the game, you know, there's always the, the feedback from community, and I'm I'm going to relate this to WoW because this is the big one that we've dealt with for years, is that the the community managers and the creators of the World of Warcraft games or any Blizzard games don't take any feedback from the people who play them, and that is not true. It's just the ones that you see on the forums or on Reddit are usually a very small minority of the people who are always complaining about a game. Correct. So they're official. Arms is not the place to go because that's where yeah. people feel they have a voice. I mean, it's there. Sometimes there's viable, viable complaints and things that need to be put out there. But I mean, you know, you go and look. I, for an example, I mean, like, you know, I 
and this this goes for any Blizzard game in the world. WoW was in a place be going into WAD, and what the developers did is they actually had sit down interviews and talked with some of the big name players and and this is for rating of course in the top raid guilds like they talked to the guys in Midward, talked to the guys in Method, talked to the guys and you know Paragon and what their thoughts of how the game was looking and how the game was moving forward and they took a lot of that input in and you'll see it in Wad. this is why the Wad rating was so good is because they took input from the guys who do it for a living you know agree they don't not listen to us guys they might have went to a specific group of people who were very good at what they do and understand mechanics a lot better than most of us, but they they do listen to the entire community. Just because you don't see your little thing happen that you want, it doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. And Benbro did go on to discuss on why there isn't news all the time. Like, this was holiday season, which there really wasn't a lot of news to talk about. But he said he wants to make sure excitement stays the same. And what he said he meant by that was, let's say you announce, right now you're announcing Legion, okay? Everybody was so hyped at BlizzCon, and now we're just waiting. Yep. So, I mean, he was saying there's a good time to announce stuff. And he says, typically that's as soon as you can right before the actual release. And by doing that, it will keep the excitement so whenever you're by the time it gets here you're not burnt out and he also goes on to state that even when there seems like there's nothing going on news related anything like even seems like blizzard's not doing anything this week like overwatch for instance we don't have any news they are working on stuff they are working on tons of stuff and they have many plans so like he used the example for deck slots and tournament mode people are passionate about that people want that just because there's no news on it doesn't mean they're not working on it. So he just went on to talk about more of that. If you enjoy listening to him talk because he has an awesome voice, go to YouTube, just search Hearthstone and look at the developer in, or designer insights videos. I call them developer insights. It he goes over all these things. He's got like four or five of them up there now. Listen to him talk. Listen to what he says. It kind of gives a little bit more of a since that the communities that the Hearthstone developers are listening to the community, and by him doing that, he also gets off the air that the other team members for the other games are listening to the community as well. Uh, I'm going to pass this one over to Jake as we get into negative APM. Negative APM. Yep. <laughs> there is really not much going on that I know about, but negative APM is where we talk about StarCraft news related esports knowledge, everything. So. I want to pass the baton over to Jake and let him talk about what's going on with DreamHack. All right, guys. So the first tournament of the 2016 WCS circuit has finally been announced. Uh, the lineup, um, it's DreamHack Leipzig, which is on the 22nd through the 24th of this month, which is January. So that's actually next weekend, right? Yeah, it is next weekend. Wow. Um, yeah, there's 96 um, comp- competitors entered. Um, 32 of them, so the top 32 seed, they're already immediately seeded into round two. Um, a lot of, okay. obviously, we're not going to be able to watch all these games. You can watch all the VODs, but there's going to be one. It'll be all over Twitch. Yeah, it's going to be all over Twitch. Um, there's some uh, some big names, just a couple to throw out there. Um, guys, I'm really looking to see how well they play and see how well they do is um, Lilbo. 
Hydra and Marine Lord, and I'm really interested to see Marine Lord because his 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 macro and micro play with you know Marines and the medvacs and the hellbats and it's just really good like the things he does with the Terran is just ridiculous so, is life going to be there or SOS um, I did not see their names on the list but there's a, there's 96 names so it's very very possible I, I miss I looked over them um, okay. but those are the like three guys I'm looking for I don't think those guys are actually coming to this one but I could be wrong like if I remember correctly reading SOS gets into the WCS tournament next year for free. He won last year. He gets in this year. Okay. I would be would be surprised if Life didn't already have a bunch of racked up points. Um, but once again, they like I said, there's 96 names. I could have just passed over them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see Life play. I mean, he kind of got me interested in watching it after watching him play this past year. So yes. Um, but without further ado, let's get into a Dave and Riff Pro. Uh. We are going to go – do you even riff where we talk about everything Diablo? We were going to do the Diablo show and the Diablo, like, episode, but not going to lie, guys. There's not that much that's happened with this season. <laughs> I um, mean – Season five's here, by the way. I mean, it launched, what, Thursday? Friday at 8, 8 yeah. p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific. I, I, just going to be honest, guys. So we've – I've played since Friday, and I'm done with the seasonal journey. I've done it. It didn't take long. It took the longest part was leveling up, and you know, once you get to max level, and you do a couple of the, the easy things to get the set pieces, it's really easy to get your your portrait, your this this go around. They said um, you get the the Groot pet, right? He <laughs> looks like Groot. Yeah, he looks like Groot. I need to do that still. Um, but it really wasn't too difficult at all, guys, you know, just to get through it. Now, you can keep playing on seasons if you want to hit leaderboards and stuff like that. Me, personally, I've done, I'm, I might play seasonal again if I have some friends that want to do it to get their stuff, and I'll power level them up on my uh, Crusader. But there was nothing really to do it as, like, eh, I can grind it here, or I can just go turn around and play one of the characters I've never played at max level on my non-seasonal with all my other gear that I can just go farm really easily. Yeah, you do get sets after yeah. Dingin' 7, you get a two-set, and they'll give you, like, your second-best set in the game, um, which is cool, and after you do your stuff, it'll give you a full set, which is cool. Another thing that they launched was you can turn an existing hero into a seasonal hero, so you don't have to go through and delete somebody. And when you do this, it will send every... It'll stash all of your gear and send it in an in-game mail to one of your non-seasonal characters... And start your seasonal over from scratch. So whenever that flips back over, you can just re-gear them and go from there. Right. Um, one thing that I was mind blown about that I didn't even know existed in the game, and it may have been new, it may not have been, but you can actually label your tabs in your stash. You can right-click it. So I have like a Crusader. No, I don't even have Crusader. I have Witch Doctor. I have Demon Hunter. I have Monk, and I have Warrior or Barbarian. Mine was blown. Yes, it I, was awesome. I can't tell you guys. This was this happened two hours before the show. Cannot tell you how mind blown he was. Sure. He yeah, was freaking out. you just right click on your tab, and there you go. Um, but we will kind of talk about what we are playing this season. Jake already kind of said he's playing Crusader again. Uh, <laughs> hey man, don't hate. I'm I like it. I'm good at it. You know, 
I got you and my boy Gumbear backing me up as we're going through stuff, so I mean, it's oh, yeah. good. Um, I'm starting to play characters that I didn't really care much for throughout the life of Diablo so far, so I did my seasonal as a uh, wizard. So, got that going on. Um, as far as our non-seasonal, of course, Jake's on his Crusader like normal. I am on a mock right now, and that's kind of playing around with that, so we'll see how that goes. Well, I kind of want to jump Crusader. back on Demon Hunter, though, because Demon Hunters can be melee now. Did you know this, Jake? Well, no, that's the build I'm playing. I actually started playing my Demon Hunter today. It's not melee. I know you have a melee weapon, but you're you're throwing the dagger is what you're doing. Yeah, I know, I know. It's not really a melee build. The only thing is melee a, about There it is, is a you. melee build. There is a melee build. It's, it's, I don't know which one that is. The one I, I play, the only melee thing about it is, is you, you vault in, you do your fan of knives, and you vault back out. No, I saw I saw a demon hunter that was in there punching things. So, I mean, it's, it's all... That's, I need to figure it out and look up what they were doing. But um, do you like the changes that they've made for this so far? I mean, I'm meh about it right now. So cool you, season, but they don't give you really any reason to do it. A couple things I do like about it. If you like doing seasonal stuff, you'd like to see if you can possibly hit the charts. I do like the fact that they give you a pretty strong set early on so you can start gearing up and farming a lot faster. Um, mm-hmm. Because previously you... I had had to, I've had friends that would get them before they hit Paragon 100. They'd have a full six set in a lot of their pieces. I've had it where I had to wait till I was Paragon level 250 before I got anything close, similar to a set where I could actually do some good damage and get out of tier two rifts, you know, or yeah. torment two rifts. So it's I like that aspect of it. I just like that. I wish it were more like it was where the new legendaries and the new set bonuses and stuff were only in seasonal because it would make you want to play seasonal instead of, well, I can get all that same stuff outside of season. Why not just go play this other guy over here that's already Paragon 850 instead of playing. Exactly. The rewards weren't that much. Last season, you get a Mountain Heroes, I'm leveling the character 70. (laughs) This season, meh. Yeah. (laughs) Does it really matter? I mean, the seasonal journey doesn't take long to do. Like I said, I when I hit the 70, I spent most of my time at 70 leveling Roper and my boy Gumbear, and <laughs> just that was it. And then yep. when we hit 70, I seriously, I did the T20 Rift, because I after you get your 4 set, you're able to clear all your stuff really easily, and there was not, no problem at all to do anything. Um, without, with all of that, we're going to start getting out here. Uh, if you like us on here, please feel to subscribe, tell your friends. If you like what you heard, also take time to give us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Um, you can also email us at blizzchatshow at gmail.com. We have changed it. Or follow us on Twitter at blizzchatshow. So if you were following us prior, just go give us a hit up on there. We'll be, everything's open for you to be able to follow without any kind of restrictions. Um, you can also follow us individually, isn't that right, Jake? Absolutely. You can follow Travis Roper at Zaldor26. That's Z A L I N D O R two six. You can follow me at Milandara. That's M Y L I N D A R A. Um, again, guys, we don't have our site back up yet. We're still working on the logistics of getting it transferred over to Bliss Chat Show or BlizzChat.net or whatever it may be. We may have to make a whole new domain. We don't know yet. Um, but as soon as we get that, we'll start pimping it at the end of the show. But Thanks again for listening, guys, and we hope to bring many more to you, like always. Have a good night. Yes, peace, love, and hair grease, guys.